Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday. This is Evelyn Bernal, your host of Between Women. Thank you for tuning in today. We have a very sensitive topic today. We are talking about moms who talk bad about their exes. Obviously, like all this information, you can translate into exes who talk about their exes, which could be either male or female. However, we're going to focus because this is a women-focused show. We are going to talk about the moms, us moms who engage in those kinds of behaviors. I'm so happy that you're here again this week with me. I appreciate you uh, you listening and you tuning into the show. Bienvenidos a WLXP 88.3, donde lo hacemos mejor. Soy Evelyn Bernal y este es mi programa Entre Mujeres. Bienvenidos a WLXP 88.3, donde lo hacemos mejor. Soy Evelyn Bernal y este es mi programa Entre Mujeres. Parents who talk about their exes. Let's face it, divorces or separations are at the very least unpleasant. Most of the time, Divorces or separations are devastating to an adult and every person who is involved. Because no matter what the circumstance is, the, true, the, the reality is that a divorce or a separation is a loss. In fact, I have heard people, I've had friends who have very frequently compared this to a loss or a death. And sometimes they add, you know, if the person had passed away, It'd probably be easier because you know that they're gone. But there's all sometimes there's all this like unresolved issues when the person, when you lost the person, when you lose a relationship, but yet you know that they are still out there. And so, because these are such difficult situations, and we do know that we do know the statistics of divorce and separations. And I'm not going to focus specifically on that, but just to give you a little background on the topic. So. I think that the current um, divorce rate is half of all marriages will end up in divorce. It is a reality for us. Times have changed. I specifically don't know if the divorce rate was lower before, but that is the reality that most women face today, that there's a big possibility that maybe the, the relationship or the marriage that we enter into will not last forever, although we always you know, work hard and put effort into hopefully making making that a reality. All of this to say that 
there's never an easy way to cope with a separation for an individual, for a woman. It's never. It, it's difficult. And so when we enter these type of processes as human beings, we, we go through those cycles of emotions, and we tend to gravitate towards blame. In our minds as human beings, it's natural for us to want to make sense of what happened. And I will tell you that it is a very human emotion to want to blame the other person for our ills. And why do we do that? Well, because it's easier to look outward and recognize how the other person was acting, and it is a little more difficult to be introspective and admit that sometimes or admit how we contribute to this separation. I'm not trying to make you guilty. We're just talking matter-of-factly because these are things that happen on a daily basis, maybe not to us but to different people. It's not unheard of. And while... Our partner might have contributed to our heartache. Let's not forget that famous saying is, it takes two to tangle. And what happens when we gravitate towards blame because we are feeling hurt, we are feeling confused, and we are feeling lost because of this loss? What happens is that we blame, and blame leaves us helpless leaves us hopeless and leaves us angry because it puts us into a state of victimhood. We feel like we are we were victims of this person and that creates negative emotions in us. I feel like it's normal to experience some of these things on some level. And we are going to talk about when it gets a little unhealthy and it's not normal anymore and the effects that it can have. And so what we have to take into consideration is that as adults, we have the ability to take action because we are over age, because we are, we are able to consent to things like treatment. We have a vehicle to transport ourselves to a friend's house. We have access to our cell phones to call a friend, to call a family member. And we can even buy a plane ticket to go out of the city, out of the state, in order to, you know, visit with a friend, visit with a family member in an attempt to cope. All of this is normal. Now think about this. When there are children involved in these kinds of events, what power do children have? What power do children have in choosing where they're going to live, who they live with, how long they live with them? Children are absolutely powerless in events like this. And so they are basically at the mercy of the parent to make decisions for them. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being in a situation that is directly affecting your life and you have absolutely no power over it? Not only do you have no no do you owe no power to change this, this is something that is affecting you. And all of this to say that children have no power when separations or divorces happen, and they have no power over the events that will follow because basically everything is left up to the adults 
we have the ability to make choices, and we have the ability to make choices that were, will either benefit our children in the long run or will hurt our children in the, in the long run. Children have no power, and these events are devastating or unpleasant at least. However, some of us gravitate towards practices that hurt our children. I heard somewhere that it's not the actual divorce that hurts them, it's how we manage it. It's all of this up and down, yes and no, and all the animosity that is created is the result of us not being with that person anymore. And so I, this show was inspired because of two friends that I spoke to this week. Um, he, this friend of mine is a father, and he separated from, from the, the, his children's mother a few years ago. And he was just telling me how difficult it's been for him to have a relationship with his kids as a result of the mother's anger towards him. Now, we are talking about years later, and I'm not, I'm not minimizing anything, ladies. I am not minimizing the fact that at times there are partners that are not healthy for us and that there are partners that have not been good to us. It's not always the case. Not all partners hurt us, right? Some are healthy. Some of our partners are healthy. So I am not trying to say that they were all good, and I'm not trying to say that they were all bad. What I'm trying to say is that sometimes it is justified that we are angry at them. What isn't justified is when we make choices to be with these individuals, to marry these individuals, and then when we separate, we want to take our anger out. We want to take the anger that we have towards our spouse, we want to take it out on them. And our anger could, very, could be very well-founded. However, we are taking it out on the wrong person, and we are causing damage that might take years to repair, or sometimes there might be children that never get over it. So let's talk about it. Why do women bash their spouses in front of their kids after they divorce? Well, one simple question, and speaking plainly because I think that we have there might be a possibility that most of us have done it at some point in our time. There are times when we want to manipulate our ex-spouse. And what better way to manipulate our guest, our ex-spouse than to hit them where it really hurts? And where does it really hurt? Well, maybe with his children. We are trying to obtain something. Maybe we are trying to make him feel bad for the things that he did to us. Maybe we are trying to get back at him because maybe it was the other partner that started the ending of this relationship. And so we want to get something in return, and we manipulate our children into hating the other individual. How inconvenient. So my friend was telling me that he divorced he has always been there for his children. He's paid his child maintenance faithfully. He picks them up from school. He, he encourages one of them. He wants him to become a professional baseball player. And yet he is having an extremely hard time because the child 
is extremely upset at him because of all the things that he has heard from his his ex or the child's mother. He wants to get back at him. She is still angry that they got a divorce. It wasn't on her terms. She didn't want to get a divorce. And now that he tries to be involved in the child's life, then she is angry and wants to use the child against him. And I will tell you from speaking to this individual, I could see that there in some ways she did achieve her goal because he was very distressed. There's nothing, there is nothing worse than when your child is angry at you. I will tell you, especially if they are teenagers, it is intimidating. It is, it creates a whole lot of guilt for for us. It makes us feel bad even for having left that relationship. And as mothers, we know how to push our spouse's buttons and we use the children to manipulate. He was saying how he is, he's just changed as a child, how his demeanor has changed, his affect has changed. He looks like he is angry. He looks like he is distressed. And in reality, all that comes to my mind is how sad, how sad that sometimes we can't differentiate our problems with our our children's problems and how we, and how that can come back and backfire on us. Now, there's a term that I love, and I honestly became familiar with this term now as an adult. Unfortunately, I think if I would have known this before, I think it would have caused me, it would have helped to avoid so many, so much distress. And this phrase is, these two words are emotional boundaries. And when we are angry and we are, when we are a person that, that is used to manipulating others to get what we want, we have poor emotional boundaries. Well, what are emotional boundaries? Well, think of when you go to a home and there is usually a door. We don't just barge in the house without knocking, right? A door indicates a limit. This is where you should stop and ask permission to come in. We knock on the door, they let us in, and then we come in. Or the no, the no trespassing signs were there for a reason. They are saying this is how far you can go. Well, emotional boundaries are those gates, invisible gates that we have that we should not cross because they are not our territory. So emotional boundaries are include respect. Emotional boundaries are include our feelings. So I was saying right now that we have to, there's a lot of coping to be done when we separate. And a lot of us don't know how to cope with those feelings. We want to we wanna take them out on others. And so we have no emotional boundaries and we take out those feelings on others, including our kids. We put our guilt on the kids so they will feel sorry for us. We put the blame on our spouse just to make sure that our children are going to give our spouses a hard time because we have no emotional boundaries. A a word that I think causes us to become healthier as individuals, as mothers, are accountability. 
we feel like we are above reproach. We feel like nobody can tell us anything because it's our life. And sometimes we feel like nothing is our fault. But this is the reality, ladies. The reality is that we are not perfect. Sometimes you might use manipulation and we might use our children against our spouse because we have no other abilities. We don't know how to handle it. Well, I will tell you the first thing to do is practice accountability. And you're going to say, well, accountability is basically responsibility. And you might be asking yourself, well, what does responsibility have to do with a separation and talking bad about my ex in front of my children? Well, it has a lot to do with it because I want you to remember that before all of this trauma happened, number one, you chose your spouse. We chose them. We chose them. We chose to bear children with them. And our children had nothing to do with our decision. We took it upon, our, upon ourselves. Sometimes we take it upon ourselves, even though there are red flags and people tell us don't do it, but we still do it. And sometimes we take that, we make that decision because at the time, obviously, like we are all hoping that it's going to work and we are compatible. And we chose, for some reason or the other, we chose this person to be with. It was our responsibility, unless you live in a country or a family where this marriage was arranged, which is unlikely in the United States, that then we were influenced by our own choices in mind to enter into a relationship with this person. And so before we go and act as a victim and before we go and blame everybody else but ourselves, just remember, we put ourselves in the situation because we chose this person. Do we deserve sometimes when we are treated badly in the, in the relationship? No, I'm not saying that. Nobody deserves that and there is no excuse for abuse. But what I am saying is that we entered into this relationship understanding and we gave the consent that was our choice and sometimes choice uh, choices bring responsibility so an emotional boundary would be I am responsible for this relationship that I decided to go in and now it didn't work out why am I going to take it out on the kids what do we want to accomplish in our minds what do we think we accomplish when we talk bad about the spouse well, what we want to accomplish is we want to make them feel bad, right? Especially ladies when they have moved on and they already found a spouse. Ooh, of course, you know, they are the enemy. Not only did we separate, but they are already moving on and we are they are already going out with somebody. Well, how does that make us feel? It makes us feel like we're gonna lose our children. It makes us feel jealous because they are now in our position. It makes us feel hurt because we invested in this relationship. That is all normal, right? And so we feel that talking bad about our spouse and talking bad about their significant other is protecting, is going to accomplish that. Our children are going to give them a bad time. Our children are not going to love them. But what does it actually accomplish? Well, it's getting kind of heated, so 
we're going to go to a little break. I just want to say before our break that we do have a guest call in, 516-387-1814. Any questions, any comments, give us a call, and we will gladly discuss them with you. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about what we actually accomplish when we talk bad about our kids our exes in front of our kids. Trenches. Yeah. No suspension and we ballin', nigga. We don't even sit on the benches. Hey, nah. I remember mama doing bad. Yeah. Pops wasn't there, he goes dead. Nah. Had some homies, they was toe tagged. Nah. A lockdown, yeah, they doing bad. Partners in the alley. Nah. I work the wheels like I'm valley. Nah. I take them down and keep a tally. Yeah. Hey, lifting the doors up. Got me feel like I'm important. That white got her lifting her nose up. Hard year round, she with the snowboard. Boarding the plane. Plan to step for the baggage that she carry don't equal the weight. Well, it's on the day when it comes to the change. Changing nothing up when it comes to the same. Lifting the doors up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now your whole show's up. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's how it go, bruh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you out your bruh. No, 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 no. That's how it go. My house full of snow. My niggas break hoes. Send them and go, we send them and go, then send them some more. Whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all need to switch your hustle, cause your trap looks slow. Bitch, I'm the one, my bitch is the bomb, shoot your dome off. We pull up in bombs, then he in comps, then he in lawns off. This nigga say he pimpin', but she sayin' no. I'ma remain the same, the game My brother taught me never switch on my aim Shoot for the kill with the target And regardless if I miss or I hit You gon' feel that flame Flame be lit, don't try to put out I put your ass out, get the fuck out my crib Don't play with that fire, thinking you fire Turn your little flame all into a lit Think you fire, think you look fire Got my chain on, I'm lit Think you fire, think you look fire Got my chain on, I'm lit Got my chain on, I'm lit Lifted the toes up Whoa, 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 whoa Now your whole chose up Whoa, 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 whoa That's how it go, bruh Whoa, 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 whoa Don't you got your bruh No, 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 no new arrival eon h2o water is an everlasting brand providing you with thirst quenching crisp and refreshing premium bottled water manufactured with prime essential minerals and detoxifies the body and balances your systemic ph want to experience eon h2o visit us at www.eonh2owater.com where you can learn about our brand and order your eon h2o 
Stay connected with us for information on how you can get your own private label started, distribution, and on our community events coming to Chicago July 27th through the 28th, 2019. www.eonh2owater.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Evelyn Bernal, your host of Between Women. So we're talking about moms who talk bad about their exes in front of their children. We were discussing what we want to accomplish when we talk bad about them. We said we want to make them feel bad. We are we don't want to lose our children, especially when this person has moved on with another spouse. We feel jealous and we're kind of wanting to take out the anger, but the spouse might not be there. So obviously like the next logical thing is our, their kids because we are feeling hurt. So what it actually accomplishes when we talk about, about our spouse in front of our kids, even when they, it might merit our anger is we are emotionally abusing our kids. This is at some level a form of emotional abuse because we were talking about how one day we, we um, let's see, we have, actually we have a caller on the line. Let's bring them in here. Hi, this is Evelyn Bernal with, with Entre Mujeres. Can you hear us? Yes, we can. So we are talking about moms who talk bad about their exes. I know that, you know, you had some questions that you wanted to share. Share Briefly share your experience with us so other dads maybe out there hearing might relate. Definitely, definitely. Yes, um, I, I, I think, you know, it's very difficult for parents to, to come up with an agreement to parenting together but um in my um experience um all my kids have been affected because uh the negative comments or the negative um impression that the mother has um put on my kids um as a father what recommendation can you give me in the audience about overcoming those those articles those, those objections okay so my first question to you is how do you feel that, do you feel like there's some kind of maybe anger towards you from your children? That is correct. That is correct. Right. And and you feel that, do you feel that this might be as a result of maybe your ex talking bad about you? That is correct. And how, just quickly tell me, how does it, how do you feel it affects them? How does it negatively oh. impact them? That negatively, that negatively affects the kids um, um, tremendously because um, kids, they need both parents. They need both parents um, until they decide to be on their own. They they have to establish a strong relationship with both parents. Uh, having a strong relationship with with just only one of them can negatively, neg- negatively affect um, their 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 future because that can in, uh, influence them to take you know take bad decisions or make bad decisions. Yeah. So what you're yeah what you're saying is that first because of what they feel they might make bad decisions because they're angry and maybe they're looking for a way to cope, and second 
what you're saying is sometimes they end up losing one of the parents because the children are, are filled with so many bad things about the other parent that this children this child decides not to have a relationship with that parent, even though maybe in your case the dad wants to be involved, but you lose that connection because of everything they've heard. That is correct. So one recommendation that I would give, and we should do this across the board with our kids, is talk to them. Don't talk bad about your ex because essentially you'll be doing the same thing, but give them permission to be angry at you. This is a very difficult time for kids. They have no control over anything that's happening. Adults, you know, their, their, their world was changed, and there's nothing they can do about it. And at the end of the day, kids just want their parents to be together. So talk to them and normalize their feelings and say, you know what? It's normal that you feel angry. It's normal because this, you know, we're going through so much. This was a loss for you. But also, when you normalize, just remind them, but I love you, and even though I know it's difficult, I am your parent, and I, I will, you have to obey the rules. Like, it's not, it's not acceptable that just because you are angry to be disrespectful to you because I am your parent. And so I think that, you know, doing things like that, yeah, you're giving them, you're not doing the same thing as your ex. You're not talking bad about her and poisoning your kid's soul with more anger, but you are telling them, hey, it's okay to have these feelings. It's normal, but it's also not acceptable when you are not trying to follow the rules or when you are being disrespectful. You are teaching them a skill. Understand. Well, I appreciate you calling us. Where are you calling us from today? I'm calling from Tucson. Okay. Tucson, well, Arizona. we appreciate. Okay, we appreciate you, and thank you very much. Please um, find us on Facebook and Instagram. I'd be happy to provide more suggestions. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye. And so just a little background on, on the caller that had. It was wanting. Just, I don't know if you heard me. I think we were having a little bit of sound issues. But the individual that just called is a father who separated a few years ago, and he's noticed that his child has been extremely angry with him. And it actually makes him very sad because they had a really good relationship. And he understands that it's all a result of, the bad things that he has heard in the home from his ex-wife. And, you know, I wanted to say I've been in this field for 16 years in the mental health field, and I have seen some pretty toxic individuals in relationships, but I've also seen very healthy individuals like the gentleman that just called us. I've seen healthy individuals who, you know, at the end of the day, the relationship didn't work, but they choose to remain involved in a child's life, they are constant, they they support the child, they are there for the child, and nothing makes me more sad, and I feel like nothing is more ignorant than when there are moms who want to sabotage their kids' relationship with their partners just because it didn't work out for them. How selfish is that, ladies? 
it doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, we're not even thinking about our ex. We are thinking of our children's well-being. Our children do not have fully developed minds to be able to process the information that we are giving them, and we give them this information that is going to be detrimental to them because at the end of the day, what is better for them to grow up with a resentment towards their parent and how essential parents are to to their adjustment in life, or do we want them to have two parents that they can count on and they have solid relationships with? It's actually a help to us as moms. Hey, the more involved that they are with with their parents, it actually helps us with our workloads. I mean, how many of us understand and know like how how much work it is to to raise a child, especially on our own, it's a challenge. It is not an easy task. And so I think that in reality when we end up doing, when we, when we um, talk about, about our spouses, we end up hurting our children and we end, it, it ends up being detrimental to us because we have less help, especially if they decide to alienate from them. We were discussing that we want what we want to accomplish. We want to get back at our spouse. We want to we want our children not to like them because what we because we don't like them essentially sometimes. What ends up happening is that we play with our children's emotions. We play with their emotions, and we end up harboring feelings that at the end of the day will only hurt our children. I'm not. I'm not demonizing anybody. I'm a mom too. And actually, I went through a separation before. And I will tell you that as a mom, there's nothing more difficult than knowing that your spouse talks bad about you. Not because we are thinking of our spouse, but because we are thinking of our children. There's so many uh, disorders that come from I don't know if, if um, there's so many, like, bad feelings that come from a child having hate or having contempt towards their parent. Actually, if you look at the risk factors for, like, children who grow up and, and engage in, in risky behaviors, you will see that one of them is when they have a poor relationship or a severed relationship with one of the parents. And so I was talking about accountability earlier. This was something that that they have no control over, and we should be responsible for taking care of our issues. Going back to that word of emotional boundaries, as adults, you know, once once we we are of legal age to make a decision. We are responsible for our well-being. It is not a child's job to console us during a separation. It is not our child's job to tell us what's going on in our spouse's house when we separate. Don't put a child in that situation. At the end of the day, we're only hurting our very own children. Divorce is a very difficult time for them because they have no power over it. They can't really be like, you know what, mom, dad, I'll see you later. I'm moving to the neighbor's house. They have to sit there and they have to put up with it. They have no control over it. And we create these these feelings that 
at the end of the day can cause things like an anxiety disorder, a depressive disorder. It can cause problems in school. It can cause, you know, so many things that are not healthy for our children. And those are our children, ladies. Those are our children. We should be taking care of their emotions as the most precious thing that they have because they need they need their healthy emotions to deal with everyday stress. They need healthy emotions to be able to function in a relationship, to function between friends, and also to function with their parents. So I am not saying that we can't, like the gentleman was saying, what are what are suggestions that you give when you are a victim of this? You're not a victim, but when this is occurring, when you have a child that is angry at you because of all the things that they hear at their parents' house. So let's talk about that after the break. Let's talk about what are suggestions for managing our own emotions after a separation so we don't put it on our kids. We'll be right back. Yeah. At the end of the day, shit bigger than me. Yeah. Uh, I've been paying the price, taking life toll. Feel like I'm walking on a tight rope. Should I guess that's just how life goes? When it stays high like maestros. Opportunity there. It's really waiting on you to be there Confusing me how we in unit There ain't no unity there Give back to the community that's usually fair Shit, I sold as many drugs as the pharmacy through this bitch Feel I'm getting too old, man, I'm tired of doing this shit But then I count another role and be happy I do this shit Perhaps I'm just at my tears, so the tears that I've cried inside Been displaying on the surface, that's why I've been such a live wild Wise up as I see the lawn on the other side Any nigga think these streets really love them, it's highly blind Fuck a punchline I do real well without them, you niggas punch clock Me, I work well around See, I get high to stay grounded I don't know how that sounds Till I'm surrounded by mountains All these heights that I've climbed It still ain't over the hump They know it sounds, what the fuck? But tomorrow I ain't promised Do what the fuck that you want Why should I care what they say? The fuck is they anyway? Swear it's a track in my brain Where these thoughts just be racing Trying to be a better father Set examples for suit The way it's looking She fuck around and be a drug dealer too Nah she gon' graduate from somebody's school And be that veterinarian shit that she wanted to do We raising kings and queens Not demons and fiends You gotta breathe the thing Be the dream, hot king They need rings and things To be at peace, it seems I was in those threads Until I ripped those seams Lord forgive me for ignoring your patience And giving grace is so ungrateful Disregarding my greatness due to temptation Trying to be a man for these ladies That shit the lamest when you ain't been a man for yourself, fuck is you crazy? See me, I'm going to get what they owe me, fuck what they gave me. Anything less is the 
celebrating, nigga. I made it from the bottom with the roaches and rats. The shit that blew me at the top is still roaches and rats. They just zoom and how the fuck I'm supposed to focus on rap. When I'm a father and a owner trying to focus on that. The hardest part about the struggle is the shit never ends. Until you in a box, but then you live again. At least that's what they say. But tell me anything, beat me all the nonsense. I can't help but bigger, so much shit on my conscience. Why try to prevent it in the bit? Maybe it's meant to be facial battles with energy. Give whatever is in me. Fuck what they think of me, that ain't why I'm living. Go down in history, it's one of the realest. Bitch, I'm hurt only healing. I got it, seeing my children and smile. Nephews and nieces, that's what complete me, not jewelry and God. Trying to make light out of situation that seriously dark. Concrete rolls, nigga, I'm the epitome of. You know it's killing you when you thinking about giving it up. They never giving me nothing, no way this could have been love. I bust my ass on the track just for a pat on the back. I'm going back to the trap, crap dog, and had this shit back. Back. Yeah. Thank me later. No Thanksgiving. Let go of 
bullshit, I think I'm in a good space One thing about Billy Jean, I don't play Keep the shit undercover, baby, I don't play Yeah, Flying overseas with a dank Gotta thank the Lord for the pesos Try to stop my bag, that's a no-no My shooter Rick Fox with the fofo Walk through with a smile on my face Let go of bullshit, I think I'm in a good space One thing about Billy Jean, I don't play Keep the shit undercover, baby, I don't play Yeah Welcome back to Devil and Bernal, your host of Between Women. We are talking about moms who bash their exes. We were talking about what it actually accomplishes when we talk bad about our partners in front of our children. So you might be thinking like, well, you know, this sounds so easy and I want to tell you that it is not easy. It is never easy. Change in the best circumstances isn't easy. I understand that. And some of us also understand that when we make choices like this, they're life-changing. They're life-altering to change our routine, the way we did things, our life, our livelihood. It changes a lot of things. It changes a lot of things for our children as well. It creates more stress for them. And this can cause this can have negative consequences in the future if we don't know how to handle this. Because at the end of the day, you and I, mom, are the filter for the experiences that our children have. And at the end of the day, we are responsible for providing them with an environment that is not only physically safe, but that is emotionally safe. So we can harbor safe emotions. We harbor foundations for them to have healthy relationships, and we have to understand and be aware that when we are harboring hate towards the other parents, we are hurting our child's mental health. This leads to things like depression, like anxiety. So what to do when you are fresh out of a relationship, when you experience a divorce, and you are having difficult coping? Things to do, things not to do. Number one, find a support system. Look for somebody that maybe has gone through the same thing, that friend of yours, your closest friend, your family. Relationships that are going to be nurturing to you and that you can run to when you are feeling super enraged, angry, hurt, alone. Somebody that you can go to, even if it's just companionship, because I'm telling you, there's nothing that expedites a loss. It is a process that is inevitably we have to go through. The only way through it is through it. Encourage your relationship with their parents, even if we are angry at them. You're going to be like, what? Yes, I know it's a very mature thing to do, and I know it seems a little counterintuitive because we are angry, we are upset at our spouse or our ex-spouse, but just remember that if you encourage that child to have a healthy relationship with the other parent, if it is safe to do so, you are helping your child's well-being and self-esteem in the end. This is a way of being not selfish 
and not and going beyond our anger and thinking about our children and how it impacts them. If your child is mad at you, which is going to happen because they are also going through the process, normalize the feeling. Normalize. Say, it's normal to feel this way. Make them feel safe and say, we will always be your parent. We will always be there for you because this helps them with that sense of, like, my whole world is falling apart. Like, what other bad thing is going to happen? I'm going to lose my parents. Say things like that. Make them feel safe. Make them understand that this is a difficult situation, but they will have your support and the other parents' support to guide them through it. If you can't cope, seek professional help. It's, it's okay. Seeking professional help is not for weak individuals. Seeking professional help is for individuals who don't have the ability to manage their feelings at that moment, which happens to all of us because life is unpredictable. When you are overwhelmed with feelings and you feel like maybe you can't function at home because you are dealing with all these emotional issues that arise normally after a separation, then if you have insurance, look at the card on the back of your insurance and you can find, if you call that number, you can find a list of providers in your area. And talk to someone that's neutral. Sometimes it's helpful to not talk to a friend, to not talk to a family member because they're always going to side with you and sometimes they're always going to offer their opinions that are really not helpful. And so we are not beyond seeking professional help and getting some feedback and some skills in order to cope with the situation that is so uncomfortable. What you shouldn't do or what we shouldn't do as parents if we are having difficulty coping with the separation is we should not bash our exes in front of our children. I want to remind you that your children are 50% their parents. And so when we talk about the other person, we are bashing our children because biologically they have 50% of the other person. That's what I always keep in mind. As mad as I am, I think that my child is half them. So talking bad about them means I talk bad about my child. Now, that is not to say that you cannot communicate with your children and tell them things as they are, but just take into consideration their age and their ability to comprehend what you just said. Don't use them as, as a support system. Sometimes we parentify children way before their age. We make them grow up faster because we talk to them about things that even though they look like they understand their capacity developmentally, their their mind isn't fully developed and they can't really process what you're telling them. We use them as a support system. I'll tell you one example. Like in the Mexican culture, it is very common for parents to say when, when the father is absent, you are the man of the house. Can you imagine the burden you put on a child when they are having to fulfill the other person's role? They ha their job is to be a child. Our children's job are not to take care of us when they are children. Their job is to be children. Their job is to 
accomplish those developmental tasks, to make relationships, to go to school, to enjoy childhood. That's their job. It's not their job to be our support system. It's not their job to be our consult, our um, the the individuals that console us because it's above their age ability, and we are the parents. And finally, don't bash your eggs. Again, your child is 50% them, and at the end of the day, you are, we are only hurting the most precious thing that we have, which is to a mom, is a child. This was a bit heavy to talk about. You might be thinking like, oh, I don't know what kind of world she's living in. I'm going to tell you, it's not the kind of world that you're living in, but we could all use interpersonal skills. And what do interpersonal skills do? Interpersonal skills keep our emotions safe. And then we model behaviors that keep our children safe, which is our primary goal as parents. I want to thank you for listening today. We have... Next week, I'm going to talk about, as adults, how we choose our friends. And I want you to, to visit my page on Facebook or Instagram. Give me a shout-out. Send me your, your questions, your comments. My name on Instagram and Facebook are Evelyn Bernal, Life Coach, and it's the same in Instagram and Facebook. I do want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank the Eon Experience for sponsoring this show. And just remember, next week, at the same time, at the same place, this is Evelyn Bernal, and I'm your host of Entre Mujeres.